You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. Drink beer. Think beer. You're listening to Brewblood. Brewblood's episode 136. We're finally back from moving vacation. Moving studios. <laughs> and now we're in the Brewblood's Tower. Yeah, this is a lot taller than the last one. Well, it's about the same, actually. Uh, yeah, but you weren't allowed in that tower. It's a little warmer in this one, but... Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm actually allowing you in this tower this time. <laughs> this one... For this one time. For yeah. this one time. It's not going to be the usual. Yes, yeah, so I'm allowing, I'm basically taunting you with my tower. Yeah. It's a, it's a tower taunt. So to speak. So to speak. So let's talk some brews in the news. We've uh, been gone for a while, and one, I would say, exceptionally large story came out in the last week, and that's uh, Heineken being called out for racism. So, I don't know. I think you saw this ad, right? I did, yes. Yeah. So, the promotion was called, the tagline is, sometimes lighter is better. And you're saying, well, being called out for racism? All right, we're already in trouble territory. We're dipping our toes over the line. Well, I mean, not necessarily if you're literally comparing beers. That's well, not no. Necess- that's I mean, not necessarily a problem. They're referring, but if I tell you they're being called out for racism. So, I probably teased ahead. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> They're referring to their lighter beer, but when you see the <laughs> I'm ad... I'm saying based on the tagline only, yes, it's not yes. necessarily a problem. Uh, when you see the ad, it, you can see why uh, Chance the Rapper, uh, a rapper with whom I am not familiar his work at all... That's not um, a shock. He, You're not exactly Rapper Mark over there. I'm not. I'm not a, I'm not a <laughs> rapper nor a hip-hop fan or anything yeah. like that. Um, but he called about on Twitter, and he said uh, about this ad... Uh, that I think some companies are purposely putting out notably racist ads so they can get more views. Um, and the ad itself is you can go you just go to YouTube and search uh, Heineken racist ad, and I'm sure this will come up. But the ad consists of a bartender. He's serving it some ultra swank, you know. It looks like some ultra high end Caribbean place yeah, or something, or like maybe that. a Vegas pool or something like that. Yeah, I get the feeling like it's somewhere in the like. I don't know, somewhere in the Caribbean. Yeah. It, it just has that kind of vibe. Yeah, you're probably right. So he's serving beers. He spots a hot lady. Yeah. And he decides, I think she's drinking something else or she's considering something else. I can't really remember. But he decides to toss her a Heineken. So he. Uh, well, not toss her, slide her a Heineken. Slider, sorry, slide her a Heineken. He opens up the bottle, slides it down the bar. It slides in front of, I remember, a black woman, a black man playing guitar, and another black couple, I think. And I then, think it's another black woman. Or another black woman. Yeah. So it slides past three black people into the waiting hands of this vaguely white woman. It's hard to tell of what ethnicity she is. I thought she was Asian at first. Right. Then I thought, well, maybe she's Hispanic. And then I was like, well, maybe she's just vaguely white. I can't really tell. She's, she's whiter than everyone at She's lighter by, than everyone. No matter, she's a, a, no matter how you break it yes, down. She's several la- shades lighter, lighter than the <laughs> yes. rest of the actors in this commercial. And then it ends the ad with sometimes lighter is better, better as mm-hmm. their slogan. So, uh, first of all, do you think the ad is racist? I think there's a spectrum on it. And I would say at the worst, it's utterly racist. At the very best, it's tone deaf. It's extremely tough. At the very best. At the very, very least, like, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm saying, like, best for them right. to say, you know, well, sorry, we just met this. Um, I, I could maybe see some people thinking that it was kind of funny, but then also I don't see how a company the size of Heineken doesn't have someone who handles diversity to say this really isn't funny on the broader scale. I don't, um, I don't even really see, I'm just saying like a bunch of bros sitting around making some general, yeah. like, you know, light beer comment. Maybe they have a chuckle on it or something. I'm not necessarily saying that's a good thing, but 
I don't understand how that's something that got released, like especially for a major corporation like this that has to have. I can't even imagine. We we had a text chain uh, the other, uh, a couple of days ago about this, and I was saying maybe a small craft brewery that some bros got a hold of the marketing and you know put this out. I can yeah. maybe maybe see that, but even like that, maybe if Yingling had put this out, I would understand. Yeah, but even that, um, like we said. Craft beer tends to have more of a sexism problem than they do a racial issue. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just can't believe that it got past every check and balance that should be in place for a company as large as Heineken. Yeah, I don't know what Don Draper created this ad, but, I mean, like, Peggy Olsen should have, like, immediately said, Don, what the F? Yeah. Uh, this should not, like, I realized you're, you know, about three scotches into your lunch here, your liquid lunch, but... We can't do this. This is not cool. This is, you know, we're in the modern progressive 60s. Come on. And like I said, not to support the stance of where I could see the bros laughing about it, but I could see a scenario where some people think that's funny. But then they also need, you also need to get some people involved that say this is really a terrible, a terrible ad campaign to put out. And I, like I said, I just can't believe it got released. It's nothing, nothing I would ever support. And I can, it's, it's, I think it's more on the racist side than it is the, uh, tone deaf side, but that's just me. Hopefully, hopefully for them, it's just they don't understand how that comes across as racist. Hopefully, so they're maybe not as bad of people as they could be. Like, why? I mean, the slogan is fine, but I can envision a number of other ad- potential ads yes. where this could be used, like perhaps a wearing white after Labor Day joke. That those classical, you know, rib ticklers. Uh, who doesn't love a good white after Labor Day joke? Or what about a goth teen who yeah. he paints his walls black in his room, and somebody introduces a splash of color, like a nice beige and a khaki, a neutral house, and somebody's like, "Sometimes lighter is better." Right. How about a fat bearded guy drinking a dark beer, and right. then a hot a hot person drinking a light beer? Yeah, and you have that kind of like something, something different. It doesn't yeah. have to be. You know, ethnicity. That's the, that's the really bad part of this. Or how about, uh, uh, you know, the typical blonde joke. How about you make a spin on that and you have a dumb sure. brunette and you have an extremely smart blonde. And it's like, sometimes later is better. Yeah, you know, sure. they, Like, we have just founded the new <laughs> Madman Corporation right here. Brewbloods Madman. Heineken should hire us immediately. Dot com. And, uh, yeah, I, I, like right, right there, we have three solid gold ads. Yes. We would have won a... A CB or a ad Tony, <laughs> an or Addy, whatever, it a, is. an Addy, uh, yeah. a drapery, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we would have won three in a row right there for best ad. So, what, what's your thoughts on the uh, Chance the Rapper uh, claim? I think, well, it's an interesting. Like, I have to wonder. It is an interesting. I can, from his point of view, it is an interesting. <laughs> I can see where he's coming from, and in this culture of uh, extremely politically sensitive. Um, in Trump's America, is in Trump's America, say? yes, I can understand, and not even just Trump's America, probably even before that. Yeah, sure. I it, don't want to just blame that on Trump. I mean, that's just the outcome. Of yes, <laughs> what existed. Yeah. We'll use it as a metaphor for the the larger problem. I think that I think there, I think there's some companies that get out there and they decide to they decide to stir it up, stir up that martini. Yeah. Um And sometimes I think where they would get, would get less flack would be in the sex area. You know, like, no, you're not going to get, you can, like a GoDaddy's ads, for instance. Remember they was like, oh, our uncensored oh, yeah. ad, you can go see it. When you're going to see Danica Patrick's yeah. badge or something, Go-daddy. supposedly yeah. online. GoDaddy.com slash I think only Aaron Rodgers is really seeing that. Yeah. So I think you can get a little more sensationalistic and stir stuff up, and everybody's going to be more accepting if you go that direction. It's still crass, mm-hmm. still stir stuff up, but 
like racism is a big problem in the United States and it has been for hundreds of years. Yes. This is not a way, especially when you, but, I, especially when you mix in the stereotype yeah. of a blues playing old black man. Yeah. Like that is such a tired stereotype. Even beyond the U.S., that, though, because know, Heineken's an international saying, company. I mean, yes. Europe has plenty of racial yeah, issues, absolutely, too. Absolutely. So, I, I, and this was a global ad, we should say. Yeah. Um, this was a global ad, so maybe it would play better in other countries where maybe. they are getting a more fascist bent to their countries. Yeah. Uh, Germany, for instance, or um, they are becoming more fascist again. Um, Italy has a big racism Look out problem. Look that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's still good, a large good contingent, but I know that... Yeah. And even in the UK, um, we know the far right parties are gaining well, ground there as well. Brexit's a good example of yes. that. And, yeah. So I think it's a problem everywhere. So maybe it would play better. And I say better in quotes. Uh, it's more acceptable, more palatable in those other countries. Maybe they're because they're not as aware. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to like. I, I don't know because I don't live there. But I know in here in the United States, it was absolutely the wrong direction to go. Now my question is, is to go a little conspiracy nutty on it, a little X-Files. Let me put on my Jillian Anderson hat here. Sure. But you put uh, the although I guess, mask I guess on, it, it has like. to be the Fox Mulder, Dave Duchovny hat, because he was the conspiracy theorist. Is this the dog whistle to the bro, to the uh, Trump bro crowd? Because we know that, you know, macro beer has been losing ground to craft beer mm-hmm. for a long time. And they are trying to get some ground back. Are they, is, is it a dog whistle to the bro crowd? The frat bro uh, you know, wearing MAGA hats uh, yeah. with you know sweaters tied around their shoulders or crushing crushing cold ones on a NASCAR track. Well, kind of the way I wanted to take it was it's it's inter- it's interesting to me, uh, Chance the Rapper's conspiracy theory because if you want to call it conspiracy theory, his theory, I guess. Because if you watch the USA Today description of this whole thing, which I did, they talk about the fact that uh, Heineken actually had an ad last year or two years ago that was talking about bringing sides together and having this whole like open conversation about, about opposing viewpoints. And it's really weird to go from that to all of a sudden having this completely tone deaf racist ad. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's yeah, that's weird. Uh, but so then they, I, I mean, I it almost kind of, it almost kind of goes to what he's saying though, is what yeah. I'm saying. Like why, why would you, if your company is really feeling that way, how could you possibly have the same marketing team think that this ad is okay? And it, there's an you know there's a good chance big companies like this have have multiple ad companies working for them. Yeah, sure. There's a good chance it wasn't the same ad firm that created both. No, ads. you're right, but I mean it's the same approval group. Maybe. I would assume within Heineken, may, they may have a global approval group and a domestic. I don't yeah, know. Maybe so. I mean, th- and companies, I don't even know if this was just domestic. This might have been a global ad. This was a global ad because they was, pulled it okay. global. Yeah. yeah, they responded with uh, they Heineken did released a statement said while we feel the ad is referencing our Heineken light beer we missed the mark we're taking the feedback to heart and we use this to influence future campaigns. So they missed you on this one. We missed the mark is yeah. like that is so such an um what was the mark? <laughs> yeah, the the mark it really sounds to me it's like well this is a this is a YP not an MP, you know. Mm. This is this is your you took it the wrong way. Mm. We didn't make it the wrong way. We're sorry you took it the wrong way and to avoid any blowback we're going to pull the ad. Those same bros would probably think that way. Yes. The same ones I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the same bros that when I was uh I was at the podiatrist and uh, waiting in the waiting, waiting room, yeah. look at, waiting for him to look at my broken foot. Wish I could get in a waiting room, but you go could. Ahead. And there was, uh, there was Fox News was on the waiting room TV, and I could not change it. I looked for the remote. <laughs> there were no buttons on the TV either to change yeah. the channel. But uh, the, you might have got mobbed anyway, based on the crowd. Yeah, the guy, and I'm forgetting his name right now. That was shot 20 times, and he had a cell phone instead of a gun. The cop oh, yeah. shot him, uh-huh. blew him away 20 times. Right. Um, 
And they were talking about the story on um, the Fox Morning Show that Trump loves, whatever it's called. Fox and Friends. Fox and Friends. Yeah. And the this dummy sitting across to me was like, well, if they just wouldn't run, they wouldn't get shot. It's that same, like, you don't understand like what is going on. You have, right. you're being ignorant, either intentionally it's a very or obtuse unintentionally. Comment. Yeah, you're being very obtuse. Yeah. Uh, you don't understand the issues underhand, and, it, and it's it's like it's not my fault that uh, we did something bad. It's your fault that we right. did something bad, and this is what this feels like. Well, it was it's similar to the initial response that uh, arrogant bastard had to that yeah. go down on it comment yeah. that we exactly reported on. exactly that it's you, it's your fault you took it the wrong way. It was yeah. just a joke, right? Like. Yeah, but you have to realize you there are there are times when jokes are appropriate. Some comedians that will tell you that there are times when when racist jokes are appropriate. It really depends on the context. Sarah Silverman has some really out there, sure, seemingly borderline racist stuff. But you also know that Sarah Silverman is not a racist, an extreme racist. You know, like well, comedians and roasts does, somehow have yeah, a complete pass. So. She does it for shock. It, it depends on the context. You know, like she she actually uses racism and sexism and, and rape jokes as a way to deal with the pain of those situations. It does, not to go down this rabbit hole, but it does amaze me that anybody that's getting roasted can just pretty much say rip you anything. Yes. It doesn't matter at all. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is a dog whistle. I don't know if Chance the Rapper's right, but there is some... If, it's debatable, though, I can based, see, based on their history. I, yes, I in this culture, and I can totally see why somebody would perceive it that way, and he is probably more sensitive to that subject than we are being fat white bearded guys. Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. I hope he's not right, but I'm not, not. I'm not going to say he's wrong. Yeah. But it doesn't, it would not also surprise me. Yeah, me too. But one thing that is definitely true is it's not our fault for taking it the wrong way. Yeah. It's your fault for putting out a racist ad. Absolutely. And you it's should the know bro's fault for coming up with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, and then whoever's supposed to quality control ads. Yes. It's the combo. Yes. How that, <laughs> they both how that got out of the boardroom, like whoever's screening that, Thought that was okay. Was I feel like the tiny bank that I used to work for that was a local Plano, Texas bank would not have approved that ad. How does a global no. conglomerate like Heineken approve that? I ad? know. It's, it's crazy. So let's talk about some good news. We had a lot of bad news in 2017 about the decline of beer and craft beer in general. Right. Uh, the Brewing Association, Brewers Association, released preliminary data, although we're you know almost in April. Right. Um, I don't know why it's taking so long to analyze data, but whatever. Uh, this is preliminary. They need a better data cruncher for yeah. sure. Get, they need to get like upgrades like an Apple IIe or something yes. to crunch the data. Uh, so <laughs> Maybe a Macintosh. <laughs> they, uh, they released preliminary data on the growth of crab brewing in 2017. So here are some nice, fun numbers, and we all like numbers here. In 2017, craft brewers produced 25.4 million barrels, which means that was a 5% rise in production and an 8% increase in retail dollar value, which translates to $26 billion, or a 23.4% of the beer market share. So about half of Mark's net worth. Exactly, exactly. How do you think I got this lovely tower? <laughs> right. Uh, within that, microbreweries and brew pubs uh, had 76% of that growth, despite the beer market shrinking overall by 1% in 2017. The uh, number of breweries grew from six. I'm sorry, grew sixteen percent in 2017 to six thousand three hundred seventy-two. Of that, there are thirty-eight hundred microbreweries, twenty-two brew pub, twenty-two hundred brew pubs, uh, two hundred two regional craft breweries, and one hundred six large or non-craft breweries. Uh, small and independent craft breweries comprise ninety-eight percent of those in operation, and this provided an additional six thousand jobs to the economy. 
So Ben Watson, the chief economist of the Brewers Association, said, quote, beer lovers are churning towards supporting their local, small, and independent community craft breweries, something we said for a long time. Right. And we are top-tier analysts. Uh, at the same time, as distribution channels experienced increased competition and challenges, craft brewer performance was more mixed than in recent years, with those relying on the broadest distribution facing the most pressure. And we've definitely seen that. Green Flash just closed their, uh, was it their Virginia Beach Brewery? Yes. Uh, this past week. Uh, because it, they couldn't support two breweries. Uh, we've seen um, a well, number of breweries. People pulling out of other markets. Yeah. Um, I mean, we mostly see the Dallas market, but... Yeah, yeah we've, we lost Southern Tier. We lost Nikasi. lost Southern Tier. We, we lost, lost Nikasi, yeah. Uh, we lost somebody else. Um, uh, who makes Hebrew? Uh, Schmaltz Brewing. Schmaltz, yeah. We lost Schmaltz Brewing, which I don't understand, like... They're, Schmaltz seemed pretty popular. Yeah, they did. Man, they make some really good beers. That, and they that did was, an awesome write-up of us, so I'm kind of partial to them. Yeah, I'm I'm really disappointed by that one. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we're seeing it across the market. It's people are getting hyper local uh, on yeah. on their asses, and they want to serve the local community, which is both good and bad because sure. when you're hyper focused on that, you're missing out on a lot of damn good beer from the bigger companies. Yeah, but now that you own like a two acre sprawling uh, mansion and complex down here in the middle of uh, Dallas, yeah. You could totally pop up a brew house and That's have true. Mark's Brewing, and it would totally probably boot out Founders if you just started That's that. That's true. I'll just start it right there in the back quarter, <laughs> the, the back 40, the north 40. You'll go directly after them and yeah. knock them out. I'll just add another wing to start stately Mark Manor. and uh, Another wing? I don't know how you could wing. do it. Well, yeah, you could. You have so much land. I've got at least 4,000 more acres up oh, the yeah, back absolutely, to yeah. expand to. Like I've got the entire city of Dallas <laughs> that I own. Basically. So, Ranch in downtown Dallas. That's you. <laughs> Cuties by the ton. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, so some good news. I mean, we've seen a lot. We saw a lot of negative news last year, so it's good right. to see something. And it's good yeah, to see. Yeah, supposedly that, it was totally falling apart, but yeah, it seemed to be the case. So it's good to see some some good stuff come out of it, and that the small guys are able to survive. Right, and that hyper local trend is working out for now. Yes, we'll see though. It's, for now, for now, yeah, we'll see if the if the alcohol sales across the board take another dive. We'll see how it affects things, but glad to see that uh, small guys can survive. Yeah, my concern is the cost increase in craft beer, which we've talked to. Well, not even that. Just uh, we've talked to uh, our buddy Javi a mm-hmm. couple times about that. Uh, our resident millennial, who's I guess an old millennial, but he's still a millennial. But in any case, um, it's our chief millennial, <laughs> right? It's interesting though the fact that you know craft beer was probably like five fifty a few years ago. Now mm-hmm. you're talking like seven fifty eight dollars. Like there's going to be a breaking point where. When you're trying to buy a bomber of some specialty craft beer and it's like twenty two dollars, yeah. Like a dissenter, I found I happen to find randomly on the shelf at Total Wine that you demanded I split with you, um, stuff like that. It's kind of like okay, well twenty twenty dollars plus even for uh, you and me who you know we we earn a decent income. We're not you know yeah. we're not like Thomas the Tank wealthy. If you go to listen sure. to the break room, you'll find out who that is. But we're still we're doing okay, you know, yeah. but. $20 is kind of like a threshold that's hard to pass for that, that's, 20 ounces of beer. It is. It is. For one beer. Yeah. And especially, what if it ends up sucking? You're like, oh, right. I just wasted 20 bucks on that. Yes. Perhaps like the beer we're going to take on in the next segment. <laughs> it could um, suck, yes. But uh, yeah, you're right. And one of the things that I think is increasingly disappointing is when you go to local uh, restaurants and yeah, they have some ultra rare beer, but all you can get is like a small shot glass pour of that beer and it costs you 15 bucks. Right. A small taster, and that's all you can get because, yeah, the quantity it's, is super limited or whatever. Well, I also think some of the locals don't want you to get messed up when it's like 14.5% well, or something. I understand that, but yeah. at the same time, that's on me. 
And no, I know. I they, think they could also lower the price a little bit. On yes, that. yeah. If you're only going to give me a half poor fine, then charge me a half poor price. Well, there's a local well known area or well known uh, establishment around here, which I'm sure that's what you're talking about. I mean, they'll they'll give you literally a five ounce pour mm-hmm. of anything that's over twelve percent. And that costs like fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's that's ridiculous. It's more than a regular glass of just a mid-range IPA or something. Right, it's ridiculous. Oh, definitely more. And than I that. love that place, but that's ridiculous. Yes, I agree. And they have some other fouls we talked about earlier today, which we shan't mention. But right, but that's getting into ridiculous territory. Right, and thirty, you know, a somewhat expensive joint as is. Yeah, absolutely, yes. So I don't, I don't feel like that serves your community very well. I don't feel like it serves your your beer. Um, client very well yes i don't I, I don't know i don't think it serves anybody around to start stabbing people with dollar bills you know absolutely yes uh you're you're not helping out the craft community yeah i agree so it, it would behoove probably uh, some craft brewers you know to go um make a lighter beer that's a lot cheaper and right. you might pull in some of those heineken customers or middle light customers and, and there are a number of breweries that do that yeah, even make your standard IPA closer to like a yeah. Budweiser level. That, yeah. I mean, standard IPAs are so common now. It can't be that hard to brew. Uh, I'm, I admit I'm not a mass brewer, of course, but I still You're don't not? think. Yeah, I, I'll admit that. I was know. about to hire you for my yeah. uh, North 40 brewery. <laughs> well, I don't admit that to you. <laughs> Retract that. Redact it. It's gone. But it doesn't seem like that stuff now should really cost much more. Like I feel like if you wanted to get a uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, or like a Lagunitas IPA, yeah. probably should be a marginal cost more than a Budweiser at this point. I agree. You'll probably pull in Catch More Flies with Dollar Bill Honey. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, after this, we're going to do something we haven't done in a long time, and we're going to review a beer. Review a beer. After this. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Mark. Hey, it's a beautiful day outside. Why are we not? Why are we stuck in this stupid room? I don't know. Why'd you put us in here? I kind of figured we'd go around the pool outside. I figured, why don't we just drive down to the lot? Well, that too, yeah. And if we go to the lot right now, we just talked about reasonably priced beers, how more breweries need to be more reasonably priced. Well, how about you get one free on the house from Pine Hub? That's very reasonably priced. It, yeah, one on the house for free, and you might not like it. You might smash in your servers first. We don't We don't advise that you do that. You or their face. It. Their first or their, their face. Their first or their face. The yeah. first is the other end of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you go uh, to the lot and you sit out there with the patio, now you can only get you can only use Pine Hub in the bar at the lot, but that's not your... That's they do the, have a beautiful patio. They do have way. a beautiful patio. You can, yeah. walk, you can walk your little tiny uh, getaway sticks into the bar, <laughs> use your Pine Hub uh, app, open it up, what if I have large legs? Uh, no, they have to be tiny. Oh, okay. That's Fair in the enough. user agreement of Pine Hub. Tiny legs only. <laughs> right. Tiny getaway sticks. You show them the beer you want, you'll get your first beer at the lot on the house if you use the Pine Hub app. Uh, you can select such beers as the Fancy Lawnmower from St. Arnold, my very first craft beer. Yeah. The Kolsch from Franconia, a good beer. Mosaic IPA from Community. A great beer. Texas Honey from Austin Eastsiders and the Tiptress from Liquid Brewing, which we talked about. And the Ever Special Velvet Hammer from Pedicolis. Not one bad beer on that list. Absolutely not. So when you get to the lots or any other venue that's supported by Pine Hub, now we should admit they're only supporting DFW right now. But yes. when you find a venue 
all you have to do is open up the app, select your beer, show your server, and you get a beer in your drinky, drinky mouth. <laughs> or you can, if you don't yeah, want to put it in your suck hole, maybe you're somewhere else in Dallas. Just yes. use their uh, Explorer to find other venues that you've never tried before. Pineup can be used at participating breweries, restaurants, and breweries in DFW, but new cities are coming soon. Get your first beer in the house every single day. Download the app on the Apple App Store or Google Play, and when you sign up, use the promo code BrewBloods to get your first month for one little measly. Dollar. Mention Mark, and you may even get a special discount. No, probably, not. <laughs> probably not. But you can, you should try it. They'll probably charge you one hundred dollars <laughs> for your first beer every okay. time you get it. Don't, don't mention Mark. Then. Don't mention me. So we're doing something today we haven't done in a long time, and that is review a beer. And we're going back to an old friend? Question mark? Uh, they've been a friend <laughs> and they've been an enemy. It depends. It depends on the beer. Yes. And that is Rogue Brewing out of Oregon. And today we're taking on another stump beer from them. Yes. We've done the pumpkin patch ale from them. We did a brown a chocolate style from them. Neither of which I would say are stump beers, but we also did the lemon cruller. That was. Uh, Voodoo Donut that is definitely in their stump beer category. Now, and Mark, Lemon Cruller, we should remind everybody, no. is probably the worst beer we've ever yes. had in our lives. I have to ask you, Mark, have you had anything from Voodoo Donut outside of the time we were in Portland that one day? <laughs> uh, no. You haven't time. had it from, you haven't been down to Austin, had Voodoo Donut? I refused like to enter the city limits of Austin. So, oh, no. okay. I didn't know you were anti-Austin guy. I'm extremely I anti-Austin. I guess your homegrown Republican roots don't allow you to go to the bluest area in the state. I no, not, not allowed. It's yeah. double up, double up all day, every day for me. <laughs> that makes sense. I will go so far as to Round Rock, but I shan't enter, <laughs> I shan't cross the city line into Austin proper. <laughs> Well, I just have to say, as a uh, local homer, I guess, but it, it's a legitimate comparison because I've had donuts from both places. Hypnotic is definitely superior to anything I've had from Voodoo, and I've had Voodoo donuts as of the last two years. Wow, that's a uh, brag. Down in Austin. That's a big brag right there. Is it? Okay, well, I could have brought it back uh, to you, and I think you would agree with me. Well, I haven't had Voodoo donuts in nigh upon five years now, so. And you refuse to go to Hypnotic. That's so true. That's a whole different scenario. That's true. I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> they must bring the, the donuts to me. <laughs> I guess you've been there once when they force fed it in that's your right. face. But other than that, you don't go there. And they must place them upon my tongue. Mm-hmm. Not even in my hand. You have to place it in Creepily, my tongue. Like in tiny little bits and just barely place it on your tongue. And mouth to mouth, too. Yes. Well, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't see that happening. Um, you have to put a donut, a piece of donut, on the tip of your tongue, <laughs> extend it outwards, and drop it into my mouth. Oh, under the okay. tip of my tongue. And if it doesn't hit the tip, just the tip, then it's all out. I spit it in their face, and we start over. So you like a little bit of tongue to tongue action. A little bit of okay. tongue, just Fair. a little, little nuzzle of tongue between yeah. donuts. Gotcha. Donut friends. Yes. But today we're going to talk about their sriracha beer. Not theirs, but not rogues. theirs. Not not hypnotics, but yeah. Uh, rogues. Yeah, sriracha beer. This is a. Uh, supposedly hot stout. Are you a big uh, sriracha fan? I don't use it that much. My wife uses it a lot. That's the reason we have some in the house, but I don't really use it much. I use uh, some of that Louisiana hot sauce. I yeah. use some of that. Uh, pepper. I use Cholula probably more often. Cholula's not bad either. Um, and I'll use regular Tabasco sometimes, but I don't go to sriracha that much. Keep it a MAGA with that uh, old school Tabasco. Huh? <laughs> right. The green version especially. <laughs> the Tomatillo version, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm not necessarily a sriracha connoisseur. Now, does your wife, does she scream out like Hillary, brag about her her uh, hot sauce in her pocket and uh, scream, uh, we've come too far, we ain't no ways tired? She will pour sriracha 
and pepper on the same thing wow. and still not think it's that hot. To me, that's a little bit warm. That's a spicy meatball right yes, there. Yes, I would agree. Yes. So this is, according to the BJCP, our old friend Spice Herb or Vegetable Beer. Herb, as they say in the UK. Herb, as we say in the United States. It's great to revisit our old friend here. It is. Old old spicy herb or vegetable. When's the last time we even reviewed some? It's got to be like months uh, and months, right? It's got to be at least two weeks. Yeah. At least two weeks. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember the last one we reviewed was honestly. We we found it to be a little bit fun, so you yeah, know we got to loop it in every now and again. We decided, yeah, we missed reviewing beers a little bit, so we decided to bring it back. Reviewing it, yeah. Mark and not even drink it. And no, that's how he sounds. no, I'm drinking. A Wait nice, till he drinks. Uh, high ABV root beer. <laughs> yes, right? made with uh, Splenda. It's not a not your not your father's root beer. Yeah, or anything. exactly. And we've got some other legendary beers um, that we'll be taking on probably in the next few weeks uh, from Johnny B that he sent us. Maybe a little uh, Three Floyd zombie dust. We'll do that, that, and we're also kind of looking for bit beers too. Know, so we like the wackiness of the bit beers. Now, Have a little bit of fun, you know. If this uh, rogue uh, sriracha beer looks just like the front of a sriracha bottle, except it says rogue, of course. And, and I believe this thing has been sitting on your shelf since like 1998. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you've had it a while since 1998. Uh, <laughs> I've had it a while, but it's a stout; it can age. Yeah, sure. And uh, it has a giant cock on the front, as we should note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to see the picture, that's a huge cock. Brewbuzz.net. He has a giant, uh, giant crowing cock on the front. Yes. And it looks, it's an approximation of a sriracha bottle. It's giant and throbbing and red with a giant cock on the front. Yes. Uh, the whole bottle's giant and red. Yeah, giant, red, and throbbing. Yeah. Yes. Not just the cock, the whole thing is red. Now, uh, we're going to compare this. We're, we're going to take an unusual bend here. And we're going to compare the original sriracha to the sriracha beer from Rogue. We're going to so, taste just regular sriracha. Yes. Uh, we're going to tell, well, we taste and smell because smell is a big component of taste. Yes. There's a big container of it. Mark and I will lick it at the same time right. so our tongues touch at the end of it. <laughs> That's right. But first, we should talk about uh, appearance overall. So, do you yes. like this bottle of Rogue? I mean, I think it's cool. I, I like the idea that they made it look kind of like a sriracha bottle. I think it, I think it uh, definitely stands out. Yeah. It's something big, red, and throbbing like that. Just really, it's, it's really. Signature. Yeah, it, it stands out on the shelf. It's erect on the shelf. It's, it shows up when it's big, red, and throbbing. And I appreciate it. It really yes, jumped absolutely. off the shelf at me. Kind of squirted a little in my face. It, it's yeah. great. Now, the appearance of the beer itself, again, we're not allowed to have lights in the Brew Blood Studios. But <laughs> we do we have natural light. This is during the day we have, today. We so. actually have an actual window this time, a porthole. Yeah. And it looks. And this room has two windows. I know. I know. Look at that. Gosh, you paid an upgrade for that. I, you're you? living in high cotton now. <laughs> uh,. Yeah, so it's a stout. It, has it is a, dark as night. Dark as night. Looks just like a stout should. Yes. Um, it's got a fairly... We're drinking out of stout glasses. It's dry. got okay head retention. Uh, yeah. It's real thin. Um, it's thin and like kind of manila color, uh, colored. You know, it's not It's not white. It's not brown, but it's kind of that manila look. And we, we should say, that according to BJCP, with this beer, head retention can vary depending on what they're using in the beer. True. So we don't have a lot of expectations. Vegetable and uh, specialty beer varies yeah. a lot on BJCP. So as we're about to get into smell and taste here, what do you expect out of this beer? Uh, you know, based on the ratings, I kind of expect it to be decent, but not the best thing I've ever had. I, I think it's kind of have a it kind of has a marginal rating. It's like in the threes, three to four, right? Do you have that on there? I can't remember, but I think it's like three point five four. Yeah, Barry like, gives it a three point five four. Rate beer gives it a seventy five overall, ninety five in style, and. Uh, a third source, I'm guessing, is untapped here. Is three point three three on forty two thousand. Sorry reviews. about that. Yes, uh, that's a lot of reviews. I didn't know it was it that, is. that uh, widely available. But yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a mid range beer, so I kind of expect like a this is this is pretty good, but not the yeah. best thing I've ever had. That's what I expect. I'm expecting a an approximation of sriracha, probably 
Uh, probably more sriracha taste and smell. Sure. And I don't know. I'm not. I'm not expecting much given Rogue's history with us. I also um, don't expect not, it to like blow my palate away. Like, exactly. With being super hot, even though it claims to be hot. Yeah, it claims. Uh, the description of this is Rogue Sriracha Hot Stout Beer made from Hui Fong or I'm sorry, <laughs> or Genol. <laughs> Hot chili sauce or original hot chili sauce and sun ripened rogue farms ingredients is ready to drink with soups, sauces, pasta, pizza, hot dogs, hamburgers, chow mein, or anything you'd like to wash down with a spicy kick. So they claim it's spicy. Let's be fair to rogue though. They have been bad and they've been pretty good. Yes. So it depends on what you go for. It's a tale of two cities. They have some pretty good beers. Now comparing smelling just sriracha, it's got that familiar sriracha smell to it. Kind of tomato-y with a spicy. Tomato with spice, yeah. Now, smelling... I don't know I'm going to smell the bottle here. Uh, I'm going to smell my glass of beer. There's a vague, vague hint of it. Vague being... Well, you can emphasize vague, but there's a vague, vague hint of it. Vague. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a popcorn fart of mm-hmm. sriracha smell there. It's a tiny it's fart. It's extremely yes. light. It's way overpowered yes. by the malt and right. the stout composition. Yeah, I would agree. Way overpowered by that. Now, the flavor and mouthfeel, uh, the BGCP says it should have a distinctive flavor associated with a particular special ingredient. <laughs> so it should uh, taste like sriracha. Yeah, and the range, the range of flavor could be intense to subtle to aggressive. Okay. So it can be anything under the rainbow. Yes. And mouthfeel can vary depending on the base beer selected and is appropriate to that base beer. So It could just, paddle your palate like uh, you do in your regular sex life or it exactly. could go all the way to the Alice Mack six cult paddling. You never know. You never know what will happen. Uh, what I'm hoping for <laughs> to be in line with sriracha is I'm hoping for the Alice Mack sex cult palate. Me too. All right, so let's uh, taste the sriracha here. That's a light paddle. So just a. It's 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 hot. It's hot, but yeah. it's not it's not like killing them. It's palate. it's it's a it's a light swat on the ass. Yeah, light, nice firm it's, slap it's, on the buttocks. It, it's a fun slap. It's not a it's not it, a sex cult yeah. slap. It's, it's not it's not slap. even a me too firm slap on the buttocks. It's a nice. <laughs> how's your father? It's not even like a family guy right. give the woman a pat on the ass. It's right. not even that level. It's yes. like, you know, it's not someone like, slipped by in your hand accidentally hit someone's ass. That's kind of what that it's is. It's not even like a post-touchdown swat on the butt. It's like yeah, maybe that's true. you caught a ball in practice. Right. That's a practice slap it's on the ass. It's a practice swat on, yeah. the, swat on the ass. It doesn't, de- doesn't deserve a me too. A hashtag me too. Between football practice and sex cult, it's yes. more football practice than It's more than football sex practice than sex cult. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's taste this beer. All right. It's not even. It's not even a, a, a touchdown. No, swat behind. It's not that's, a me too. That's not even barely a football practice swat. No, it's it's really not. It's it's like middle school practice. Yeah. It's like middle school PE. Yeah, and you're playing wiffle ball. Yes. and you manage to hit one to second base. Way to go. I'm sad though. I, yeah. I expected it to be more Alice Mack than I did. Yeah, football practice. We were hoping for more sex cult. Yes. Now I will say on you know. As as you consume more, it, the spiciness does grow. It does. It gets more mid-range. And we're venturing closer to sex cult. Yeah. It's not sex cult, but it's closer. Yeah. I mean, you're getting more of a spicy slap on the, on the buttocks. To me, sex cult is like the crime and punishment from Rogue. Yes. Or from, a, excuse me, Stone. Yeah. that yeah. That's an Allison Mack. That is a full bore, yeah. direct number two behind Allison yeah. Mack. <laughs> Paddle on the ass. Yeah, getting branded yes, on your face. Absolutely, yes. Yes, that, that's a full analysis. This does not go that far at all. No. This is this is like just entered the sex cult. Not even that, really. It's like... <laughs> this it's this like, is you've heard of the sex cult. Yeah, it's like you just read an article about the sex cult status. That's what <laughs> right. this is. Yeah, exactly. It tastes way more stouty than Sorority. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a touch of heat in there. There's a touch. But uh, you can tell there was some sriracha in the mix. 
But it's totally even, overwhelmed by like a standard generic stout. It's not yeah. even like a specialty stout or anything. It's a very generic stout taste. I mean, just ignoring the spice level, like to me, it tastes almost nothing like sriracha. Yeah. I mean, there's a hint of of tomato there, of sun-dried tomato or something. Yeah. Well, tasting that versus the actual real sriracha, it does not... No, but I think that's doesn't an, hit that. I think that's an adequate test. If you're going yeah. to be, if you're going to have a big thro- uh, throbbing red cock on your I, bottle, I totally agree. I'm saying that, I'm saying it does not live up to it. No, it, it should taste more like real sriracha. I should be not. drinking sriracha in my face. It should I'm really not. be warm. It should not be like, and eh, there's like kind of yeah. a hand of some spice somewhere in there. It, it should not be. It shouldn't be that vague. Um, now, I'll, I'll give it this. It's drinkable. <clears throat> now, has some of this faded since you've had it since 1998? I don't know. Uh, maybe, but. I don't know. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to factor that in too much because it, sh- it should hold up. Okay, it, it should. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, this definitely is not a fresh bottle, but it's. No. You know, it's not. What's it realistically been? Like a couple years, maybe. Uh, year. It's been at least a year. Okay. Yeah. Not. Not. Not long enough for it to have really faded that much. It. I wouldn't think it would have. No. Yeah. I mean, now we can't make an adequate judgment here because we don't have a fresh bottle. But that's fair enough. Basing on what we have in front of us, yeah. and it wasn't like I was aging this on purpose. It was more like I was aging it because I didn't want it. I bought it for the show, and then we stopped reviewing beers, and I didn't want to yes. drink it. But for some reason, I kept it around. I didn't throw it away. Well, that's good. So here we are. Yes, uh, we've also got another Rogue Voodoo Donut. Uh, we can take on a the, gra- the yes. grape one. We can do that one at some point. Yes, but uh, we'll just make this the all Rogue bit <laughs> beer show. Oh, I got another one. We can mix in. Okay. Yes. So ratings. Go ahead, Mark. Well, I, th- I, I mean, I think we've said it. It's we're, we didn't I, even I, really go through all the BGCP stuff, we didn't. aroma, and mouth. And it's and okay. Like, I do we care about that? I don't know. No, I, I think I'm just. Uh, this is a lighter review, right? Yeah, it, it's. I'm disappointed. I'm not being inducted into the Alice Max sex cult. It's. This is what yeah. I expected. I'm, I expected a sex cult in my mouth, mm-hmm. led by Alice and Mac branding my tongue with her little pin brander. Yes, you know, with Kristen Crook on a leash, right? Uh, just sucking each other up, you know, like. Hashtag me tooing, but consensual. And then Tom Welling overseeing it all. Yes. Just just to have a Smallville tie-in. Yes. Even though he had nothing to do with the actual cult. Just softly strumming uh, Somebody Save Me in the Corner on his acoustic guitar. And Uh, Rosenbaum coming by and saying he's too good for all this and leaving. Yes. I wanted all that in my mouth. (laughs) Right. And what did I get? I got someone reading a New York Times article or maybe a Guardian article. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not even classy enough to be uh, New York Times. It's no. a guardian. Somebody it's cash- like a repost of Daily Beast or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. Somebody <laughs> read the headline and moved on to right. another article. You know, They saw the article, read the summary, a, fl- a few bullet points, and moved on. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Uh, the, the, the spice is almost – it's there. It's, it's on the tail end of my mouth. It hits the roof of your mouth. It definitely lingers. I'll give it that. Sure. But when it comes to comparing sriracha to sriracha beer, there's really no comparison. You can – there's a light – uh, an ant's vomit of sriracha tomato taste. Maybe? You have to let it linger, though, Mark. You, ha- you do have to yeah, let it linger. True. Yeah. Let, it, let it linger. <laughs> linger. Oh, that's oh, a terrible R. cranberries impersonation. Yes. yes. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Cranberries. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, very disappointing. I'm going to give this uh, 53 red, not even throbbing, just wilted cocks down. <clears throat> They won't even crow in the morning. They're still wilted. <laughs> That's fair. They're on depressants. They're not on antidepressants. They're just on depressants. Yeah, for me, I just, I, you know, when it looks like a sriracha bottle and it has a big cock on it and it's red and throbbing, you expect it to really penetrate the mouth right. and give you a lot of, you know, feeling in the mouth. And it does not. It doesn't do any of that. You expect a mouthful. It's kind of like, a, you know, it's like somebody dumped some old tabasco inside of a stout and said here you go you want to yeah. drink this and I'm like oh why why did you drop this in here i just wanted their standard stout 
it probably kind of almost ruins like a standard normal stout with a little weird spice that doesn't mm. really even fit the profile. So I can, I totally agree with you. It's it's very disappointing. I expected I expected my tongue to get pretty hot, not blown apart like the crime and punishment, but yeah. I expected it to be. It's like somebody reading through readers yeah. and reading the Daily Beast that somebody printed out from the site onto pages. So they can't even like log on to their iMac for it. They have to actually print it out. So it's like a few, it's several steps away. And the readers aren't even the right strength. Right. It's kind of blurry still. Yeah. It's like some, some crappy readers. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really kind of sad. Um, so the, sad. The, the finger full of the regular Sriracha was so much hotter. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not going to kill you, but it's tasty. Like I actually right. kind of like the Sriracha taste. No, it's a really weak representation. It doesn't fit well with the style. I think maybe it would have fit better actually if you'd done a lighter beer, like you said, like maybe a lager, like a Kolsch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Throwing some, uh, throwing some sriracha in there. I actually think that could have worked out pretty well, kind of like they do with cucumber and some other lighter flavors. But yeah, for me, I'm gonna have to put uh, at least twenty five thumbs down for this. It's just, it's not that great. Yeah, I, I would say it's all about expectation with this beer. You know, as much as we didn't enjoy that Jester King uh, smoked meat beer that they did with the Salt Lake a number of years ago, yeah, it tasted like drinking meat. It at least tasted like the product they it were did. What it said it was going to do, yeah, but yeah, it yes, it was what it says it, it said it was. I think they went probably. I'm, if I had to guess here, they went more for the drinkable end than the replica yeah. end. And it's all about your expectation here. I expect more sriracha, at least some more spice. At least a little more representation yeah. of tomato. Right. And I think they went too far to the drinkable side of things. And before the Rogue Army goes after us, let's note, it's not like we hate Rogue. No. Their, their chocolate stout is very good. Yeah, the, the, they uh, they the, make some good beers. The Pumpkin Patch Ale, very good. Yeah, they make some good beers. They do. But this one just did not, it did not deliver on what they promised based no. on the bottle. What we wanted was Sex Cult. All we got was Grandma with the Wrong Readers. It was not Alice Mack Sex Cult. It yeah. was... Some old F that had yeah. to have the printed out internet delivered right. to them. After they logged on to AOL. Yeah. And they were almost burned through their CD minutes. Right. That's what we got. We wanted yeah. sex call. We got grandma. Yeah. We got grandma reading the internet on paper. Well, thanks for listening to yet another episode of Brew Bloods. If you're not subscribed to the show, you should be. It's absolutely free and you can subscribe anywhere fine podcasts can be found. Through Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, or any podcast app out there. Above all, please tell a friend about us. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us as at BrewBloods on all the social networks or email us at BrewBloodsShow at gmail.com. That's BrewBloodsShow at gmail.com. So for everyone here at BrewBloods, this is Mark saying pros.